Hello, welcome to God Day. It's not just a good day, but it's a God Day today. And uh, I'm Derek Walker, uh, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and I want to share with you one of the great pictures of salvation in the Bible that will make us very grateful for Jesus and what he did for us, uh, because we're right in the middle of this story. And I'm going to talk today about the, the healing of the leper, uh, or rather the cleansing of the leper, because they don't describe leprosy in terms of healing, but in terms of cleansing, as, as we'll explain. And this is one of the most important uh, miracles um, in Jesus' ministry. In fact, it's the first of the messianic miracles in his ministry. If you study the ministry of Jesus, you'll find that there are certainly did all kinds of miracles, of course, but there are certain miracles that really move things to a new level. Uh, when he did these miracles, which are called messianic miracles, uh, that's when the people got very excited and the, the, the word about Jesus spread. And a lot of people were saying, this is the son of David, David, this is the Messiah. At the same time, the messianic miracles cr cr caused the, the leaders of Israel to come against him in more and more extreme ways. So what is it about these miracles? Well, the, there, are, there were certain miracles that even in the teaching of the Pharisees, and they were correct in this, it was a deduction from scripture, and the hints of this is, is, in the tel, is in the Talmud, that they believed that certain miracles could only be done by the Messiah, and that therefore these miracles would constitute signs of the Messiah. Now, many miracles were done by great prophets like Elijah and Elisha and so forth. So there had to be something special about these messianic miracles. And it was to do with the fact that they, they had not been done uh, in Israel before. It's as if God had held them back uh, to be a special sign of the Messiah. And I believe also that it's because of their significance. They, they signified something and they, they signified our salvation particularly and God wanted to send the message that we can only be saved by the Messiah, by Jesus Christ. You could, we can't be saved by a prophet or a great religious leader. Salvation is something that only God can do. And the Messiah is the God-man. And so these miracles were reserved for the Messiah. Um, and th there's even a reference, I think, in, in John 15. We won't go there, but Jesus said that he had done miracles that had not been done before. And, there, and because the Jewish, Jewish leaders still didn't believe in him, they were guilty because he had done these messianic miracles. You'll find that in John 15. And, and the, 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 the four messianic miracles that Jesus did them all, of course, in his ministry, and you'll notice that these are always turning points in his ministry. The first one was the healing of the leper. And uh, we're going to see that leprosy is used in the Bible. And there's more emphasis on leprosy than any other disease in the Old Testament. And it is treated as a picture of sin. Leprosy is a picture of sin. Therefore, a leper is a picture of a sinner. It's a picture of all of us without Christ. And therefore, a leper was, was not just someone who was sick. He was unclean because sin makes you unclean. And the leper, wherever he went about, 
He had to be isolated from the rest of society. And he had to go around. If anyone came close to him, he'd have to call out, unclean, unclean. And when he talks about the healing of a leper, it's always that, the, that he was cleansed of his leprosy. It's as if leprosy is especially described as, as a picture of sin. And therefore, this is a messianic miracle because no Jew um, got healed, had got healed of leprosy. Um, Jesus had even pointed that out at one point. Uh, and that, and the, the point was that when the Messiah comes, one of the signs that he is the true Messiah is that he can heal the leper. And that is a sign that he is the real deal, that he, he and he alone has the answer for sin. Uh, the other lepra, uh, story, messianic miracles, is a man born blind. That's in John chapter 9. Jesus healed the man born blind, which, as the man said, since the creation, this has never been accomplished. And that's a picture of us in our sin, that because of sin, we are born blind. We are born blind to God, and only God, by his spirit, can open our eyes to see the truth about God and about Jesus. And, and again, another one was the deliverance from a deaf and dumb spirit. You see, because of our sin, we're under the power of, a, of, of, the, of the spirit of darkness. And it means we are deaf, we're unable to hear God's will, and we are dumb, we're able, unable to speak God's word. And actually, when Jesus delivered this man of a deaf and dumb spirit, uh, that's when he was accused of being controlled by, by Beelzebub possessed by Beelzebub, possessed by Satan. They had to come up with some explanation as to how he could do such a miracle if he wasn't the Messiah. And then the, the fourth one is the sign of Jonah. That is the resurrection after three days. And that's Jesus did that by raising Lazarus on the fourth day. And, um, you know, and of course, by raising himself on the, on the, uh, from the dead. And again, that's a picture of us because of sin. We are dead in our sins. We cannot save ourselves. A dead man can't save himself. And only God, only Christ can raise us from the dead and make us alive again. So all these messianic miracles are wonderful pictures of salvation. I just want us to look into the story of the leper. Like I said, it's more prominent. Leprosy is more prominent in the Old Testament than any other disease. In fact, two whole chapters of the Bible, Leviticus 13 and 14, are, are devoted to leprosy, and it's called the law of the leper. And uh, all, this, all the priests would have studied these chapters. Leviticus 13 would told them what to do when a leper comes to them, They were how to inspect him. It would take a, a week to, to make sure if he actually had leprosy, they would diagnose him and put him in the records as being a leper and, you know, he would have to be removed from, from society. And that was Leviticus 13. And of course, they had done Leviticus 13 many times. Leviticus 14 was what to do when a leper was cleansed. And um, they would, it talked about and we'll, the sacrifices they would have to go through and the procedure they would go through to check that he really had been healed, to check that he, in the records that he was a leper, that he's definitely been healed, and the sacrifices they were to make accordingly. And, um, but the thing is, they had never practiced Leviticus 14 because nobody ever got cleansed of leprosy. And so they would say, well, 
when, when are we going to use Leviticus 14? It must be there for a reason. And then the teaching was, which was correct, that when the Messiah came, he would uh, heal the lepers. And then the lepers will present themselves for, for back to the priests for that. And of course, do you remember one day, Jesus healed 10 lepers on one day, on one occasion. And that, that was a tremendous testimony to the priesthood that Jesus was the Messiah. And that's why they would, were guilty for rejecting that. So we're going to, to have a look at this because this was the first messianic miracle Jesus did. But let me just describe leprosy as a picture of sin. And this helps you realize what Jesus, how much you need salvation. And, and, and if, you're, if you are saved, how grateful you should be to Jesus. Leprosy was like a, an infection, a bacterial infection. It didn't just affect the skin. Of course, it manifested on the skin in, in horrible ways. But it actually went under the surface of the skin. It, it, was, um, it was infectious. As I say, that's why they had to shout, unclean, unclean. And, you know, sin is infectious. And you, it, it might... Is sin will, if without Christ, sin will spread. As you get older, that sin will take you over more and more. And it will, doesn't just stay skin deep, as it were. It penetrates. And in leprosy, that disease penetrated down and it would make you um, basically, um, you, you lost your feeling in your limbs. In you, 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 you become hardened. You, you can't feel anything. And um, that's what sin does. You, you begin to lose your conscience. You begin to lose your sensitivity. It, it's, you become hardened. And eventually, and it could take over 10 years uh, or more, but eventually that infection will penetrate down into your internal organs and, and kill you. And so sin will always produce death. It's contagious. Uh, and so if you, if you get close to a person who... who who is sinning in a very obvious way, um, their bad attitudes will get off on you. That's why you have to be careful who you are yoked to, who you are close to, because it, sin get, contaminates you and corrupts you. Be careful who you listen to all the time. And, and uh, the sin is a gradually, it's gradually spreading. It produces ulcers and sores breaking out. Fingers got, get eaten away. And if you don't deal with sin, you don't let Christ deal with your sin, it will gradually eat you up like these lepers would begin to lose parts of their body. They would lose their feeling in different parts of the body. And, um, and so we, we lose the, that sense of right and wrong and the more we allow this, this thing to develop in us. And it was incurable. There was no cure in those days for this leprosy, which was Hansen's disease. And, um, and likewise, in our sinful state, there is no cure for us. Only in the Messiah Jesus can, can save us. He had to be quarantined, but he couldn't save himself. The, the priests and the religion, the law couldn't save a leper. It could just kind of manage it and diagnose it, but it had no power to heal it. And leprosy brought shame and disgrace. They were removed from fellowship and they couldn't go to the temple. And in the same way, sin separates us from God, separates us from God's people. And uh, it was a horrendous thing. And so when Jesus met this leper one day, 
And we read about this. I'm going to read a part, bit of it in Luke 5. Uh, it's also in Mark chapter 1, verse 40. And it's also in Matthew 8. And um, Matthew 8 tells us that this happened just after Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount. But I'm going to go to Luke 5 because he's a doctor and he added a bit of extra detail. It says in Luke 5, 12, Behold, a man full of leprosy saw Jesus. Full of leprosy. Now, you might think, well, maybe this is at the early stages of leprosy and he's just got a few skin sores breaking out. But actually, no. This man had had it for many years and it was, it was very developed in him. And it had gone down deep into his body because Luke says he was full of leprosy. And so this is full sin almost fully developed to the point where it's almost totally destroyed this man's body. But he saw Jesus and he fell on his face and he implored him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, this tells us that he believed that Jesus was the Messiah because he was absolutely clear that Jesus could heal him. He could make him clean. He could save him from his sin. That's a huge thing to believe. Only the Messiah could do it. So he had to believe that Jesus was the Messiah. And he put his faith in Jesus and he said, Lord. And he bowed down before him. And this is how you must approach Jesus. You have to... If you come to Jesus, you must believe that he's the Messiah, that he's the Son of God, and you must humble yourself before him. You believe that he's the Savior, and you humble yourself before him as your Lord, and you know that he's the only one that can cleanse you from your sin, because that sin, if you don't get cleansed from it, is going to take you to hell for all eternity. And so you come to, to, to Jesus like this leper realizing I can't save myself. I'm a dead man walking, but Jesus can save me. And this is what this leper did. He's our example. We, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Now I'm going to turn to Mark, because Mark adds something that Luke doesn't add. Mark 141, it says, Jesus moved with compassion. Mark tells us that the motivation behind Jesus was compassion. In other words, there was love welling up in Jesus that motivated Jesus to reach out and save this poor leper. He was moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And this is the amazing thing, that Jesus was loved this leper, even though this leper was really disgusting in his leprosy, in his sin. But Jesus loved us. Even when we were sinners, Jesus loved us. He didn't keep his distance from us. He actually reached out to him. I love the fact that he stretched out his hand and touched him. And that's what Jesus did for us. He, he came from heaven to earth. And he actually, because of his love, even though we were unclean, he touched us. And he said, be clean. And that's what Jesus did on the cross, because on the cross, Jesus reached out and he identified with us. He became one of us and he touched us. And in that touch, as it were, he removed the leprosy from us and he communicated his healing power into the leper. And, and Jesus took us with him to the cross. And on the cross, Jesus took our sin. He took our leprosy into himself. 
Jesus was moved with compassion and healed this leper. That's a picture of Jesus reaching out and touching. This leper is a picture of him reaching out and touching us. That's what he did on the cross. Praise God. He came to us. He became one of us. And on the cross, he took our leprosy into himself. He took our sin into himself and he imparted his righteousness and his life into us. And when we come to him and accept him, that was made real in us. The moment you accept Jesus Christ, praise God, that your sin is, is removed, praise God, and his, you are given his righteousness and his life. And that's the only thing that can save you from your sin. You are that leper. Without Christ, you're that leper. But when you come to Christ, he, he by his compassion, gives you his life and his righteousness, and he takes all that leprosy out of you. However full of leprosy you are, however full of sin you are, his power is greater. I want you to notice what happened. It says, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And he was immediately healed or cleansed of his leprosy. Praise God. That's the power of Jesus. As soon as Jesus reached out and touched him, and, and that leper received the healing power of Jesus into himself, as, as he says, I am willing. How, whatever sin you have done, Jesus is willing to forgive you of your sin. He's willing to cleanse you of his sin. If you've repented of that sin, Jesus says, I, I'm willing to set you free and give you a new life. And that leper received in that moment, praise God, such is the power of Jesus. That leprosy that had been building for years disintegrated in a second and Jesus' life transformed him. And it's all based on the compassion of Jesus. Hallelujah. And uh, I want you to notice what Jesus said next. He said, he, um, so God's power is far greater than your sin. If you'll just come to Jesus and humble yourself before him, acknowledge that he's the Messiah, and his life can transform your sinfulness into his righteousness. Praise God. And that's the greatest miracle of all. Um, and so then Jesus said in Mark 1.43, he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, see that you say nothing to no one, but uh, go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So he was telling him, don't talk to other people, but go straight and get your healing validated by the priests. Remember Leviticus 13 and 14? They were to go to the priest and then the priest would be then required to apply Leviticus 14. Let me describe what, what that involved. As he would go to the priest and show himself, by the way, the priest would check the records and say, this is definitely a leper. And then the priest would check him out over the next week to see if he's actually healed. And once he's, he would investigate it, and they're like, well, what happened to cause you to be healed? And of course he would say, well, it, Jesus of Nazareth prayed for me and sent me to you. And they would check him out and he was definitely healed. And... Um, that was a testimony to the priest, you see. And again and again, Jesus healed a leper, and the priests had no excuse. They should have known that the, this is the Messiah. The Messiah has come because only the Messiah can cleanse the lepers. 
And so God wanted the priest to have that testimony. That's why they had no excuse. Now, when they went, Leviticus 14 went like this. The first thing is that they would take two birds and there would be a sacrifice of the bird and they would take one bird and this bird would be um, tied to a piece of cedar wood with a scarlet cord and uh, then this bird would be slain and his blood would be spilt over living water, over running water and that living water with the blood would be collected in a basin. And then there would be a second bird, a living bird, would be dipped in, not dipped, rather, that a bunch of hyssop would, was used to apply the blood. Do you remember hyssop was used to apply the blood uh, at Passover, to the doorpost? So hyssop, a certain plant, was, take, was dipped in the blood and then applied to the living bird. And then that living bird would then be set free and would fly free. This is a wonderful picture. This is a picture of salvation. The leper has been told that the, the, the reason he's been cleansed of the leper, leprosy, he's like that living bird. He was trapped in his sin. He was doomed in his sin. Uh, he was being corrupted by his sin. He was a dead man walking. But because of the blood of the Messiah, the, the other bird that was sacrificed and his blood was shed, but there was such value in that blood that when that blood is now applied to the living bird, that living bird now flies free from sin and torment. Praise God. And the leper's being told, it's because of the Messiah. It's because of the blood of the Messiah that you are now free, that you are now healed. The reason why you are cleansed of your sin, of your leprosy, is because of the blood of the Messiah. That's what God was teaching through that. And uh, the reason why you are set free from your sin is because of the blood of Jesus. No other reason. And therefore, we should be so grateful for that. Praise God. Then, uh, over the next week, it, they would go through a procedure to make absolutely sure that this man was indeed healed cleansed of his leprosy. Then at the end of the seven days, there would be a final sacrifice, all kinds of sin offering, trespass offering, burnt offerings were offered up. This was a big event. And at the end of that week of inspection, if he was absolutely healed, there would be these sin offerings. And then the blood of those offerings, and this is also very interesting, and this is a picture now. This leper has been healed. There's... The sin offering is basically saying that through the blood of the Messiah, his sins are now forgiven, uh, and now he can fly free. He can live a new life. And if you're a believer, you've been forgiven by Christ. He now sets you free to live a new life, a higher life, by his grace. And uh, there's, it's interesting that the blood now of this final sacrifice was applied in three places. First of all, it was applied, I think, to the right ear of the leper. And then the blood was applied to the right thumb. And finally, to his right toe. That might seem a bit strange. But first the blood was applied, and then oil was applied on top of the blood to the ear, and then to the thumb, and then to the toe. And blood and oil together are vital. See, the blood 
is necessary to cleanse from sin. This is saying, first of all, we must be cleansed from sin. That's cleansed from the negative, but then we're just neutral. That's not good enough. But now it's teaching the leper, okay, you've been cleansed from your leprosy, but now you need the oil of the Holy Spirit to fill you, to empower you to live a new life. Don't stay neutral. Don't stay empty. Don't just stay cleansed from sin, but now you need to embrace the power of the Holy Spirit, the oil, the holiness of God, to live a new life unto God. And the three key areas is number one, the ear. This is where your spiritual life begins, by having your ear cleansed. Because you've given your ear, you're given your attention to evil, to negative things. The first thing, you need the blood to be applied to your ear, so that now your ear is open to God's word, to, to hear God's voice, not to hear the voice of man or the voice of the enemy, the, the voice of sin, but to have an ear open now to hear God's word. Because how can you obey God unless you first of all have your ears open and cleansed so that you can now hear what God has to say to you or that God's love for you and God's instructions for you. Then the second thing, it was applied to the thumb. And that's the hand, that's our works. So now God wants you to do his works. He wants you to, not just to be cleansed, but for his spirit to come upon you, to empower you to not just hear God by the spirit, but now also to do his works, to empower you to do his works. And then, of course, to the toe, that is talking about our, our walk, to walk in God's ways. So... Don't, he says, don't just be happy that you've been cleansed from your leprosy, you've been cleansed from that sin. But now you need to call on the Holy Spirit now to anoint you, to hear him speak to you, to do his works and to walk in his ways. And so all of us were lepers until Jesus came, praise God. And he did what was necessary. When we bowed before him, and we said, Jesus, if you're willing, you can cleanse me of my sin. And he said to you, yes, I am willing. In fact, I died for you that you might be cleansed from your sin if you will receive me. And then Jesus lays his hand on you and he casts out the sin from you and he makes you brand new. He cleanses you from your leprosy. And now he says, now receive my blood, receive my spirit, walk in my ways, do my works, hear my word and live a new life, praise God, of victory. And so all of this is, is in the story of the leper. One day, remember, Jesus healed 10 lepers, and he gave great proof that he is indeed the Messiah. And if you trust in him, he will set you free from all your leprosy as well. Praise God for Jesus. Amen.